Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Saturday, October 10th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Sugar Shane Caldwell. And we are here for the week five main slate. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to go position by position, help you build out your DFS lineups. Shane, how are you feeling here about week five? Man, it's it's amazing. We, we we're pretty much on the same page here. We've really we've done a lot of research and our journey as things change throughout the week, and I think we're really locked into these uh, in, into the these game scripts and the players that we want to target here. So yeah, it's looking like a really good slate, um, and I think we have some players that are in a great spot that are fairly lower owned, and and we'll we'll be uh, joining along some of the chalk plays too. But we have I think we have some excellent plays here and. Really good uh, uh, perspective on this slate in terms of the way our research and all our work has, has panned out for us here so far. So, yeah, this is looking like a great slate for us in week five. Yeah, and we hand build our lineups here at DFS Coach Talk. We put everything together, including watching the games and uh, try to hand build lineups that will help our members win. We're off to a great start here on the main slate this season 80% winning rate across DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. And if you want to join us with the lineups, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com, pick up one of our memberships there. We'll get you right into our Discord. We give out the lineups about 45 minutes before kickoff, and we can give out full lineups on FanDuel. So we give out a cash lineup and a GPP lineup. And then over on DraftKings, we give out the coach's clipboard with some core plays highlighted and a bunch of pivots to help you build your lineups. And then the Yahoo uh, hybrid lineup, we give out that as well. So... Love to have you join us, dfscoachtalk.com for membership. And before we get into the quarterbacks, I want to thank our presenting sponsor here, betus.com.pa. Love our partnership with them. Great place to go for all your sports wagering and casino action. Make sure to use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, when you make your first deposit uh, at BetUS. All right, Shane, let's get into the quarterbacks. And we've got some high totals this week. Five of the 10 games left on the main slate with all these moving parts. Five of the 10 are over 50. So uh, we're hoping for some shootouts and we're going to get some exposure to those games. So how are you ranking the quarterbacks here in week five? Yeah, I mean, I'll start up at the top with the, you know, the, uh, you know, probably the best quarterback in the league. You know, I got to start with Patrick Mahomes here. Uh, you know, he's in, he's in a good spot. Uh, you know, he's at home against the, Las Vegas Raiders here. Raiders uh, don't really have much of a pass rush. They're not really they, their their corners inexperienced. Their their secondary is not good. Uh, you know I don't see how they match up with these guys. Uh, and he just has a you know plenty of weapons to go around. So I don't see how the the Raiders can stop uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, and the Chiefs here. So he just set up for a monster game here. And he's a guy I'm I'm more than willing to pay up for. You're not going to see a lot of like really expensive position players in this slate. And there's a lot of good mid-value price players. So you can get up to Patrick Mahomes here. And I think he is probably one of the best plays in the slate, even at the expensive price. I think he's totally worth paying up for. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is one of those high totals. 55 is the over-under at betus.com.pa. And Mahomes has you know lit up the Raiders here. Uh, it, you know, the recent matchups when he's faced them. And like you said, um, they just... There's just no way they can stop all those weapons. So to me, it's more just a question of how do they get in the end zone? Is it through the air or is it Clyde Edwards-Elaire? Um, so that's the only downside. But I agree with you. You know, in terms of the pricing, 
especially on DraftKings overall, it's more to me a, a week where you want to look at mid-tier guys for your running backs and wide receivers. So you can afford Mahomes without crippling the rest of your lineup. Yeah, and it seems like they're very efficient in the red zone, obviously, uh, you know, the Kansas City is. So they haven't been having to and they haven't been as good rushing like inside the five yard line there. Uh, so that then that could there could be do some for some positive regression, which is why we're going to talk about CEH in a little bit here um, that we do like him as a play. But you could actually pair Clyde Edwards Elaire with Mahomes because Elaire is just going to continue to get more and more involvement in the passing game. So he's a guy that one of those rare uh, running backs that you could you could stack with Mahomes there. It's not usually an ideal correlation, but you could do that here. So, so definitely, I think Mahomes is great for cash and GPP. You could play Mahomes naked in in uh, cash game because you never know which weapon he's going to hit. You know, that's right. That way, if he doesn't hit, if you're trying to stack him with Tyreek Hill and he hits Michael Hardman or even Sammy Watkins or something for a deep pass. You're still covered and you're not completely <laughs> out of your cash lineup then, you know, in terms of that correlation. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking at here is uh, definitely like Patrick Mahomes. Um, and then, I mean, we go right to the other, you know, uh, for the MVP caliber guy here uh, is uh, Lamar Jackson. I know he was kind of banged up, uh, you know, throughout the week, but he did get a full practice in. Um, and I don't. I think this guy's just good enough where he, he might be better just not practice, just going out there, running around, slinging the ball around. Because I know he hasn't had a great season so far this year, but he is going up against Cincinnati's defense. And, uh, you know, I think that, the, uh, you know, he's up due for a lot of rushing yards in this game. And I think that he can finally maybe hit a couple of those deep shots that he's been missing to, like, you know, likes of Marquise Brown and some of these other guys. So I think if he can get the passing game going again and still get the running game, He's in for a massive, uh, could be a massive ceiling game here. And I think you're going to get him a little lower ownership because he's expensive and uh, he's got that questionable tag on him. So people are a little nervous about it. And there's just some other super chalky uh, quarterbacks right below him and right above him and home. So I think you can get Lamar Jackson at pretty low ownership and he's in a blow up spot here. So I think that's why I think Lamar Jackson's a pretty good spot here too. So next, yeah, excellent. So if you're uh, not going to spend up at quarterback, who are you considering below that tier? Yeah, I mean, you got your you got your mid-tier uh, going right back to Deshaun Watson. We were on him last week. You know, he had a really bad first half there, and then he came on and saved the day. But if he could just put together a full game here, I mean, he's, he's in a nice spot. And maybe with the new coaching change, you know, maybe uh, they'll just kind of let him let it loose and, and open up the offense a little more uh, without Bill O'Brien there. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. Uh, is that uh, with Bill O'Brien gone, that this offense actually clicks and looks better, and, and maybe uh, if Deshaun Watson won't won't feel uh, feel the the weight of O'Brien, you know, <laughs> on the sideline there? Because I don't know, they didn't seem to gel. The people didn't seem to like him. The players didn't. So this could be a positive boost for the whole Houston team. That's a talented team, and of course he's going against Jacksonville. That doesn't hurt at home. <laughs> and so exactly. uh, so he's in a great spot here, and he's a nice mid mid price there. You know, he's 7,900 FanDuel, 6,900 DK. So it's hard to get away from him. And then at the lower end, um, I don't mind Matt Ryan. A lot of people aren't on Matt Ryan this week. So I think he's good for GPP stacks. I like stacking him up with, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley and uh, Zacchaeus uh, because you can get a cheap guy and the high-end guy, the double stack there, and then you can bring it back with the Carolina guys. So, I mean, we'll talk a lot about that game, how we love that. So I like Matt Ryan because I think he's actually could potentially get a higher breakout game than Bridgewater on the other side of that game, who we also like. 
Um, at home, Matt Ryan's really good. He's got great weapons, and he's a good, you know, good experience. I think Carolina's defense is okay, but I think Matt Ryan could definitely exploit them. They don't really have much of a pass rush, and if you give Matt Ryan time, he will pick you apart. So I like Matt Ryan because no one's really talking about him because there's so many other good plays, and I think he's he's going to be a little low owned here, and he could have a four touchdown type uh, upside here. You know, 300 yards, 300 plus yards, and four touchdown. That's what I'm looking at for Matt Ryan at low ownership here. Uh, and then I'll let you talk about the other side of this game here because I know yeah, it's sure. a guy you like. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, an over-under at BetUS that's, that's bet up to 54. Uh, just to hit on the Deshaun Watson play, that one's at 54.5. That's gone up a half point. So, um, you know, this is a great place to look. And I am a little bit more interested in Bridgewater. He's a little bit cheaper on DraftKings, and that Atlanta pass defense is absolutely horrific. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have a lot of exposure to Bridgewater. Um, and, um, you know, I, I like your idea of using Ryan in that game for the reasons you mentioned in the GPP. So uh, that makes sense to me as well. But um, bottom line is Bridgewater is going to be my guy here in, in a lot of lineups. And uh, looking forward to hopefully he continues that trend of, of guys just absolutely torching Atlanta uh, on the yep. turf there. So. He'll probably uh, throw a couple touchdown passes to my guy, Mike Davis, you know. <laughs> I just yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I just love it. <laughs> yeah. A um, couple other cheap quarterbacks I want to mention. Well, I'll just go with one, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo, who uh, by all accounts here on Saturday night, he is going to play, and he's he's cheap. He's 5,500, and he's going against Miami, and they are terrible against the pass. And I think he's going to be absolutely uh, lower owned. You know, he's only 400 cheaper than Bridgewater coming off an injury. Um, but I, I don't see why he can't have a big game. Um, you know, if you could pair him up with Kittle. And uh, I think that might be a good way to start in a, in a GPP. Yeah, I mean, I think San Francisco, yeah, is obviously by far the big favorites and should just blow away the Dolphins here. The problem is if they get up so big, is Garoppolo really going to have to sling around much? And they got pretty much like a, you know, a, if they get Mostert back and they got McKinnon, I mean, they got a they got an awesome run game too, and they could pretty much just run right through Miami is the problem with that run game, you know. So that's the only thing that I don't like about Garoppolo. But among the really low price guys, I think he's I think he's a great play there in GPPs if you're playing multiple lineups. It's just you don't really have to go that cheap at quarterback because there's not like like I said, there's not a lot of super expensive guys. And I think there's some position players that you can get for cheap that might have a you know smash value a little bit better compared to the price. So so I, I don't, I'm not going down too uh, too much at quarterback this week just because I don't think you have to, um, you know. But I think Garoppolo is one of the better guys if you are going to go down there um, if you want to just you know fit in a couple real high end guys, high owned guy or, or high price guys. I mean, absolutely. Any other quarterbacks you want to discuss, or should we transition to the running backs? No, I think I'm, I'm pretty much narrowed down on the quarterbacks. I'm not trying to get too cute, you know, with the quarterbacks yep. here. Yeah, yeah so. you really, you really don't need to pay down this week. Uh, yeah, a lot of good options there in those high-scoring games. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some backfields here. Uh, who, who's catching your eye for Week Five? 
Yeah, we talked about Clyde edwards Lair, you know, uh, CEH, you know, another good matchup, uh, you know, against the uh, Raiders, not, you know, not great against the run. I noticed they're giving up a lot of uh, passes to uh, to uh, running backs as well. And again, I think just this guy's going to get more and more targets every single week. And he's just due for the positive regression, touchdown regression here, whether it's through the air or uh, or on the ground, he's due to get a touchdown. I think he has like what one touchdown all year, which is really uh, not very much for a guy that in, in an offense like this that's the most high-scoring offense in the league. So he's just due for positive regression here on the touchdowns. I think he's going to catch a ton of passes, and he's going to get a lot of work. Uh, they should have a lead and get a lot of work in the second half in terms of rushing as well. Um, so I think that uh, they can't really stack the box against, you know, against this offense. I think that would be a mistake, you know. So they're going to probably play that, uh, you know, uh, too deep safety look, you know, and have kind of some soft boxes. And I think uh, the the Chiefs have a pretty good offensive line. I like their run blocking. And I think uh, uh, the Chiefs running game with uh, CEH will really take advantage of those soft boxes in this game, uh, even though obviously I like Mahomes too. So I think the, the bottom line is Kansas City should just their offense should just absolutely just annihilate these guys. And and you could, you want to get some shares of that offense. That's the bottom line. And this guy is basically the, the, the bell cow. And it's hard to find bell, true three down back bell cow running backs in an offense this good in a good matchup. It's just hard to find those guys. So, and he's reasonably priced. He's not the most expensive guy. He's expensive, but he's worth paying up for. So that's where I'm at with CEH here. Yeah, I'm all about CEH this week as well. And the thing, he just feels safer to me than the passing game in terms of the the targets. Certainly Mahomes, like you said, you can play him naked. But with CEH, you feel like you're getting all the carries and you're getting catches out of the backfield. We saw what Kamara did to the Raiders uh, through the air. So, uh, you know, for all the reasons you said, uh, he's really high on my board. Anybody else up there? Um, you know, he's at 6,800 on DraftKings. Anybody yep. else up there in the high 6K range you like? Yeah, I mean, I'll let you talk about the other guy in the high 6K range because he, he's your well, Mike Davis. Yeah. yeah, well, I've got two guys up there, so maybe I should just jump on jump okay. on those. The okay, first go one, ahead. I'll go from top to bottom here. Uh, James Conner, 6,900 on DraftKings, and it's a decent matchup against Philly. You know, they're, they're solid against the run, but I just like his two weeks of rest here, and, you know, he's obviously a bell cow, uh, so uh, I'm going to get him in a bunch of lineups. And then the guy you're you're referring to with the chuckle there, of course, James Robinson. And you know, I've been on him here recently. And now he gets Houston. They're number 32 against the run in terms of yards allowed per game. So you just can't get much of a better matchup on paper. And then, you know, they come out and uh, Jay Gruden comes out and says they want to get him more touches in the second half. Why are you shaking your head? Can you tell Jay Gruden to shut up already? Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah. Come on. This is not good for his ownership. We need James Robinson to fly under the radar, low ownership. Exactly. I know. And they're put, posting that on all the fantasy sites, and every everything is posting the quote of, we want to get, you know, we would love to get this guy more third and fourth quarter touches. I'm like, no, we don't need anyone to know about that. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not happy about that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But <laughs> Yeah, but that's fine. Uh, we'll play him even if he's high-owned. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to play him anyway, so so there you have it. So, yeah, I like all those all those guys, um, you know, just under 7K on DraftKings. You can play all three of them. Um, if you go down below that level, who do you like next? Well, I like uh, I like Kareem Hunt here. Uh, it's, you know, we talked about this early in the week. Indianapolis has a great, a great defense. Uh, you do have to respect their defense. But the Cleveland running game is just 
in my opinion, right now, the best in the league. Okay. And now we have just one elite back in the backfield. So they are the number one offensive line for run blocking, adjusted line, scrimmage line yards, uh, you know, all the stats, every single grade. They're the number one run blocking. They have a great scheme. And Kareem Hunt is one of the top rated running backs, according to Pro Football Focus. I mean, he's one of the top rated running backs of all. I mean, the average is like five and a half you know, yards per carry. So Kareem Hunt, and obviously you know what he can do in the passing game. So people may be afraid of this matchup or they're thinking based on the usage last week that he's not going to get the full workload. But don't don't mistake it. He'll get a full workload. Uh, Indianapolis is missing their star linebacker, uh, Leonard. Uh, he's going to be out for this game, and he's Darius one of the Leonard, main yep. guys. Yeah, Darius Leonard. And, uh, you know, the, the backup linebackers are not as good against the run. Darius Leonard's obviously a huge part of the middle of that defense. They still have a really good defensive line. I do respect them, but I don't – I think that the offensive line for Cleveland, I love their scheme and I love their, their run blocking. And I think Kareem Hunt is just going to absolutely gash him, and I think that he's going to cause a lot of issues in the passing game, the receiving game too. And I think you get him a little bit lower ownership because there's – perception that he's not going to get the full workload or that he was injured and that also the matchup is tough. Um, so I think that uh, Kareem Hunt is a great play this week and I'm, I'm definitely all about Kareem Hunt. I know that's a tough matchup, but I think it's just too good a talent here. Excellent. Well, the next guy in terms of price who you might want to consider is a guy named Davis from Carolina. Do you like him at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love Mick Davis. The only problem is now, so I've been on Davis for how many weeks? Two or three weeks? Whenever McCaffrey went out. Right. And I, I was getting the benefit of him smashing value at a cheap price at super low ownership. Like last week, he was only like 18% owned, and I thought he should have been like 30 to 40% owned. Now this week, he's going to be super high owned. He's the number one owned, you know, probably the highest owned guy in the entire slate. So the problem is that the secret's out again. You know, He's more so, expensive, though. You know, you talked about enjoying... Yeah. Uh, using him when he was below 6K, now he's been priced up. He, he's still way underpriced, though, for his role in the situation he's in, uh, even though he's priced up. Like I was saying, I was joking. I don't care how much he is. I, I would still play him. No, this guy, is, this guy looks awesome in the passing and running game. He's got a good matchup in a high-scoring game here, a back-and-forth game, and he, he literally just does everything. Like, he's in the Christian McCaffrey role. Like, he's going to probably be, like, 85 to 90% snap share in this game. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. So you, you, you just, it's hard to get someone in a $6,000 range with that type of usage and that, that type of role in this offense. And, and that, and he's talented. I mean, he looks great. You know, I'm uh, surprised the Chicago bears let him go for, you know, basically just let him go in free agency, you know, a few years ago. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's the only thing I don't like about him. He's high owned, but I think you eat the chalk there and you get different somewhere else there. Cause he's pretty much like a lock and load for me for Mike Davis, you know? So uh, yeah, he's he's just got a great role here, and uh, he's gonna do he's gonna do a ton of damage here. And I just like he's so powerful when they get into the red zone. You know, they'll just give him the ball for in terms of getting those goal line touches and the red zone touches. He's he's just all over that. He's just really good with that. So um, yeah, so he's awesome. I've got one more running back I want to talk about, and we can circle back and see if you have anyone else. It's David Johnson for me. He's fifty two hundred on DraftKings, and with the coaching change to Romeo Cornell defensive-minded coach, it just wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, really, you know, rely on that running game. And it's a great matchup. The Jags are, no, are number 25 against the run. So um, he's in consideration for me. Would you consider playing him? I'm, for some reason, I'm not loving, you know, David Johnson. I think that they'll probably, you know, they're going to obviously be productive through the air. But 
I'm still having a hard time trusting David Johnson because, like I explained earlier, the other D Johnson, Duke Johnson, I think Duke Johnson's going to cut into his snap share quite a bit this week. And it's getting closer to that, you know, 60-40 snap share. I think Duke Johnson could actually get some carries and obviously take away a lot of that passing down work. So that's my issue with David Johnson is I think Duke Johnson's a lot better receiving back. And Duke Johnson could start getting carries. So, like I said, Bill O'Brien's not there anymore. So he doesn't have to prove that the trade was the best, the best trade for David Johnson. So I don't think it's bad. It's a bad situation. It's obviously it's a good matchup and he's in a great spot here. I'm just not trusting his full workload. But, you know. To your point, he is cheap, so it's not like you're paying way up for him so he can do well. Um, the guy I like in that price range probably the most would be Antonio Gibson from the uh, Redskins. Uh, I just The think Washington that he, football team? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to slip up and say Redskins, yeah, uh, from the Washington football team. Uh, and, yeah, so I just think that he's just a star that's like, He's just going to keep getting more and more snap share and more and more usage. Whenever he's in the game, like he gets carries, they heavily use him. And Washington doesn't have anyone else really in terms of talent besides like Terry McLaurin. So like they have to, you know, get him the ball. And if they're going to be competitive against the Rams, I don't think they want to have uh, Kyle Allen <laughs> drop back very often. Okay? Right. Uh, I don't think you want him to drop back and pass very often against this, uh, you know, Aaron Donald and those guys in the D line here. It's a bad matchup there. So I think you run the ball and you get Aaron uh, uh, Antonio Gibson, who's a bigger back compared to J.D. McKissick, who doesn't get early down work. So he's going to get a ton of work on the ground. And then when they get down, which they probably will be, he can catch those screen passes and he's just explosive and he's you know big, powerful back. So this guy is just a star in the waiting. So you want to try to play him before he has his huge breakout. He had a good game last week, but you want to try to hit his ceiling game before he's at high ownership and a higher price. And I think this is the week if you want to try to do that. It's a tough it's you know, it's a pretty tough matchup against the Rams. But uh, I think that the, if if Washington does get production, I think that would be one of the ways they can get it is through the running game and through through Gibbs in here so i like it excellent all right jane you ready to transition to the wide receivers yeah let's do it we've talked about some of the quarterbacks we're interested in and some of these high totals who are you looking uh in terms of targets to get out there and catch some balls and get in the end zone yeah i mean i like i like the expensive guys at the top so i don't mind and there's some great value plays we'll talk about as well but i i, I like uh deandre hopkins against that weak jets jets secondary uh, the Jets are not going to have a very good pass rush at all. So I think Kyler Murray, he struggles a little bit when he's under pressure. Obviously, he can run around, but he should have a fairly clean pocket and be able to have some good passing lanes here against a weak pass rush and weak coverage. So I think DeAndre Hopkins, who didn't have a good game last week, uh, but that was a much tougher matchup. I think that he's going to have a great game uh, this week against the Jets. So he's in a great spot. Um, so I think he's just going to get peppered with targets and they're, they're not going to be able to cover him. So I like DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's worth paying up for here. Uh, I do like Calvin Ridley as well. I know some people are a little nervous about him because uh, he was injured throughout the week, but he did get a full practice in. And he also put up a nice little goose egg last last week. But keep in mind, you know, I talked about this in the podcast. You probably remember I kept talking about Jair Alexander. I'm worried about Jair Alexander. So Jair Alexander shadowed him and pretty much shut him down. He might have been a little bit hobbled from his injury yet. So Calvin really didn't do anything. Some people might look at that and be afraid of that. But he's coming back home against Carolina 
against a pretty weak secondary. It's a miss. It's a mismatch there. I know they've been decent against the pass, but I don't think people have had the pass on them. This should be a shootout game. So I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a massive one of those 30 point ceiling type games here. I can see that from Calvin Ridley. And that's the type of games you need from these guys. Uh, and then then you got Tyreek Hill also in the expensive range as well. He's pretty cheap on DraftKings, too, by the way. He's quite the drop off compared to, you know, $1,000 less than DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's in a great spot as well. So Tyreek Hill. So those are the expensive tier guys there. Um, and then when you get into the mid-tier guys, we uh, I think we really, I think we both like Will Fuller also in a great matchup here, you know, against Jacksonville. And he's just, he just due for another big game here. Like I said, I think Deshaun Watson's just going to let it loose. And uh, Will Fuller is going to be able to just hit some of those deep passes and a lot of the intermediate stuff. And he's just, he's just their number one wide receiver. And I think that, this could be a pretty high-scoring game. It's it's looking pretty good there in in uh, in the dome down in Houston. So that's looking really good. So that's kind of where I'm at with uh, some of these uh, uh, high-priced mid-tier guys. And then a couple other guys I'll mention. I think Jamison Crowder is kind of interesting because I think he's going to be super low-owned. Uh, I think that uh, you know Sam Darnold likes him, but I think Flacco will really like him across the middle a lot too. So even though Flacco is horrible. I think that they're going to have to pass quite a bit. They'd probably be down in this game against Arizona. So Crowder can really rack up some numbers, and they don't really have a good slot corner that can cover him. So I think that's a good matchup for him. Um, so those are a couple guys I wanted to mention there on the more high and upper end. Uh, uh, what do you think about some of these guys in the higher to upper end pricing? Yeah, I'm with you in general. Ridley, I am a little concerned since he's been nicked up, but Julio is out. Uh, we assume that he's out. So certainly I, I see the appeal there. He's going to get more targets. But I do like Zacchaeus, uh, minimum price on DraftKings. Uh, so he'll be in some lineups for me. Um, but Hopkins and Fuller, you know, they make a lot of sense to me as well. Um, in that mid-tier range, I'll add Cooper Cup here. Um, 6,500, solid matchup against the Washington football team. I obviously like both of the Carolina guys. They're in that mid-tier against Atlanta. Awesome matchup. So DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson are in play for me. And uh, Darius Slayton, uh, I'll, I'll throw him in there as a cheap guy. Uh, 4,800 on DraftKings. You can certainly attack uh, Dallas through the air. And you know, not a lot of faith in Jones, but uh, that's a good price tag for a guy who had two touchdowns in week one. And so they obviously have that chemistry. Yeah, he's going to be super highly owned. Everyone's definitely on that. The fact that this is just, they've had a tough schedule, the New York Giants have, and now all of a sudden they got this great matchup against a disoriented Dallas Cowboys <laughs> defense. That's the best way I can describe them. But you never know. Dallas might be able to at least contain those guys. So I don't know if I'm going to have a lot of that really chalky Darius Slayton. I think he's super talented, and I think he is in a great spot. But I just don't know if he's going to have a smash game here. And if if you fade him and he does have kind of a dud of a game here, that's going to be a huge advantage for you because he's going to be ridiculously high owned because that super low price in the uh, uh, really high upside in the great matchup here. So I think uh, on the here's a sneaky guy here um, that I don't think anyone is really on here. Let me see if I can find this guy on this uh, over here. Uh, the uh, LaVisca Chenault Jr., I think he's kind of interesting. I don't think he's going to be very, very highly owned. And he's in that – he's a good guy you can bring back if you're stacking Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller and those guys. So 
Um, you could even look at Brandon Cooks in that Houston game as well. So you could do, uh, you know, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, big playmakers there, and bring it back with LaVisca Chanel. So he he should be on our guy. Uh, uh, I say it's our guy because we always pick on this guy, Vernon Hargraves, in the slot. And that's a mismatch. This guy is uh, Chanel, this powerful and explosive in the slot. And they're just going to keep getting him the ball. He's getting more and more targets and more and more snap share. And he's just an absolute playmaker. And they're going to need him to keep pace in this game. So I look for them to get him involved and even get some running plays as well. Uh, so LaVisca Chenault is uh, 5,300 on Fandle and 4,500 there over on DK. So that feels like a good low own kind of guy that can, you know, he's the type of guy that can definitely take one to the house, you know, and uh, get, get a huge ceiling game for a cheap price at low ownership here. Yeah. So besides, uh, Alamade Al- Zacchaeus, <laughs> trying to always pronounce, trying to pronounce that game, but he's obviously in a great spot here too, especially on DraftKings. You know, the only problem is he's so underpriced on DraftKings, he's going to be super high owned, but it's kind of like a free square that you have to take there. Right. Um, it, you know, so you can definitely make the argument for for Zacchaeus here. He's in a great spot, and I think you know the Cowboys guys, uh, C.D. Lamb and Gallup are very interesting here. I think they're going to be pretty highly owned. I think they're they're in a great spot here as well. Um, and then Russell Gage, I thought was interesting for Atlanta. Um, I thought that he, he has a pretty good matchup and he's been kind of cold the last couple of weeks, but if Julio's out, I think Russell Gage could really step up. Uh, he's got a great matchup in the slot against Carolina too. So, so those are a couple other guys that I've, uh, that I've been looking at. Yeah. And if you want to get different from Zacchaeus, you could use Jeff Smith for the jets, another minimum yep. price guy who stepped up last week. Flacco could try to hit him for some chunks and, um, you know, that's uh, assuming that Brashad Perriman is out, then uh, yep. you could look at Jeff Smith. So. The, the crazy thing is that the Jets could actually be better with Flacco in there, even though Flacco has been horrible <laughs> the last few years because, you know, Flacco doesn't see ghosts. You know, he's not haunted that's by right. anyone. So so that helps there a little bit. You know, the, there's no ghost. He can kind of see the coverage better and, you know, hit the open receivers. So it's, it certainly <laughs> helps. Yep, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the uh, tight ends and team defenses, Let's take a quick break and hear from our partners at BetUS. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sports book welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back. Thank you again to our partners at betus.com.pa. Be sure to use that promo code Coach Talk. And, uh, this is a podcast that is in front of the paywall. So one favor we'd like you to ask if you could just, we'd like to ask you if you could just click the thumbs up on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. You will be notified when our podcasts post. Uh, we appreciate all your support. Uh, Shane, let's get into these tight ends here. Who are you targeting in week five? 
You know, the tight end position is kind of ugly in general. You know, I feel like I've been saying that about every week. And this week is just, you know, there's going to be some super high owned. The tight end uh, ownership percentage is extremely concentrated here. So obviously you're going to have your big guys, uh, George Kittle. I don't need to talk a lot about George Kittle. If you saw what he did the uh, last game, he was out there yes. uh, and, he's, and he's up against Miami now. So George Basically, Kittle, if you if you turned into that game for any random three minute segment, he probably had two or three catches. Yeah, he probably punched someone in the in the mouth and knocked him <laughs> over. So, you know, that's basically what he, he was playing some bully ball out there. So you got Kittle. Uh, and then, uh, you, at the high end, you got Kelsey, you can be a little different and pay up for Kelsey against the Raiders. You know, he's a pretty good matchup there. Um, so he's in a, he's in a good spot. And then you got Waller who's in that great spot because Kansas city's not good against tight ends and they should likely be, uh, playing from behind and having to have a lot of pass volume, especially in the second half. So yeah, chiefs favorite of- chiefs favored by 11 and a half now with that over under at 55. So Raiders. Yeah. Uh, we expect them to be playing catch up. Yeah, so they're they're just going to play a prevent defense if they get up by big big points. And Darren Waller's just going to get a ton of passes, so he's super valuable here. Uh, and then I think a lot of people are going to be looking at uh, Evan Ingram. He kind of makes you a little bit nervous, but he is super talented. And they probably are going to be playing from behind against Dallas, who's not great against tight ends. And you know Daniel Jones is going to have to hit him. And you know he is a, he is a really big athletic tight end and he's pretty uh, pretty reasonably priced there uh so evan ingram i think is definitely in play um and then my favorite player eric ebron <laughs> he's there not really is. my favorite player but you know eric ebron is uh you know he's a fast athletic uh type tight end so when he actually can catch the ball sometimes he has a hard time with that he's he gets great production and he's a red zone target as well um he does have to split some of the time with um McDonald, but I'm not too worried about that because they do they, they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets as well. So he's he's getting on the field more. Um, I think if he's getting more comfortable with this offense, I mean they're coming off that pretty much that bye week there. Um, he's a great play, and I know that Philadelphia has been really bad against tight ends, so uh, so it's that's no secret here. Uh, so Ebron's in a in a good position. He's a little bit hard to trust for me in cash though because I just don't. I don't know the production and Pittsburgh has a lot of different weapons to go to. It's not like they have to force the ball to Eric Ebron. They got a lot of good guys out there, but yeah, he's in a good position here. Um, but it's, it, uh, I think he's a little bit more GPP for me. Yeah. Nice rundown. You hit on some great options there. If you have to save a little money, I don't really advise it this week. You could, you could go down to drew sample at 3,700 against the Ravens. That's one way you can get, uh, you know, some yardage against that tough defense. And, uh, you know, Burrow has has shown an affinity for him. He's been a little bit inconsistent, but he does get end zone targets um, and you, you could save a little bit. But I, I you know, I, I really think spending that extra 300 for Ebron is going to be probably worth it if you're in that price range. Yeah, there's not too many guys at that really low you know, price range, you know, I mean, there's some people are looking at uh, Jordan Akins, you know, he's kind of injured this week, but if he plays for Houston, you know, there's, there's a couple guys down there, but it's pretty hard uh, to pay down. And like I said, you shouldn't have to really pay down that much and try to get that, that pump play tight end this week. You know, Ebron's about as low as you need to go. Yeah. Like I said, the only problem with tight ends is just super highly owned. Everyone is super, it's very highly concentrated with those guys that we discussed there. But so you, you just hope you, you, you get the right one then because everyone's going to be playing these like five or six guys. And it's just a matter of which one is the ceiling one, which one's going to hit big. I think Kelsey might be the sneakiest one because no one's going to want to pay up for his price with all those other 
uh, blow up guys right around him, right? So Kelsey's interesting as like a GPP play to differentiate yourself if he has one of those two touchdown games, and the and let's say Kittle and Waller have just an average game. So I think that's the could be the interesting play here. As I'm talking about how I think all these guys are highly owned, Kelsey could be lower owned and actually be a differentiator if he has a ceiling game here. He certainly could. And speaking of ceiling games, let's transition to the team defenses. Who are you looking at and hoping that maybe they'll get uh, a pick six or, or pick one up off the turf and run it back and have a ceiling game for the team defenses? Yeah, speaking of uh, bye weeks and a team being fresh, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers at home basically coming off a bye week. So you got that whole defense completely healthy and completely rested and ready to attack. And then you got Philadelphia on the other side of that game. Their offensive line is banged up. Uh, Carson Wentz has not looked good. I mean, Carson Wentz is pretty talented, though, and he has some, you know, he has some decent players. So they might be able to score a little bit, but I think Pittsburgh's going to be able to have a lot of sacks and turnovers in that game. So even if Philadelphia is able to score a little bit, Pittsburgh will make up in, in the other, other other categories there. So really like the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, defense here. The other one I think is pretty interesting. You can pay up to be a little more contrarian because I don't know that they're going to be the highest own is the L.A. Rams. They're going out to Washington there for the Washington football team. The Washington football team starting Kyle Allen. He's kind of like an interception machine, basically. And he's going to be under heavy pressure from, you know, Aaron Donald and, uh, you know, uh, and company there that really good pass rush there and great talented secondary with Jalen Ramsey and, and all the other guys they have there. So this guy is going to be under pressure and, and they get down and have to pass the ball. That's going to be a great spot for the Rams defense to get sacks and fumbles and interceptions here. So I can see Kyle Allen throwing three interceptions against this team <laughs> and hopefully a pick six if I play the Rams here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, those are two uh, two nice options. Uh, I'll throw in the 49ers uh, taking on the Dolphins and they're without their left tackle. Uh, first round draft pick, Austin Jackson. So it's just going to be that much harder for um, – for Fitzpatrick to try to you know stand upright and and not uh, turn the ball over, so th there's another way you could go with the GBP, but you're not going to save much money. So I, I do prefer the Steelers for sure. I think they're probably my favorite target here with the rest. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. You know I, I I'm really excited for kickoff here, Shane. I'm after breaking this down. I feel like we're well prepared. I want to yep. get these games going, but we do still have to actually fill out our lineups. So we're going to keep grinding and uh, working together on that. And just want to invite folks in one more time. If you'd like to get those lineups, join us as a member at DFSCoachTalk.com. Grab a weekly membership or a monthly or, you know, if, if NFL DFS is your thing, we, we've got a couple of days left on the fall special, which takes you through the end of the calendar year. It saves you on the monthly price. Uh, so I'd uh, love to have you all do that. And uh, in terms of social media, you can follow Shane on Twitter at DET Sports Shane. You can find me at Language Olympic. The crew is at DFS Coach Talk. And then our fearless leader, Joe Sarvati, uh, the coach, you can find him at J O E S A R V A D I. Charity of choice here at uh, DFS Coach Talk, of course, is mambaon3.org. And we want to thank our presenting sponsors one more time here betus.com. Dot PA. Use that promo code COACHTALK. And there are some high-scoring games. And we're going to have a couple more of them to talk about here. We're going to do a primetime show again. Get you ready for the primetime slates, the showdown slates. 
and the over-unders are, uh, are, are substantial there. we got the Vikings, Seahawks, Chargers, and Saints, uh, so that'll be a lot of fun to make sure to tune in for that. But, uh, Shane, any final thoughts here on the, on the main slate? Yeah, so my final thoughts, I got a prediction here. My team, the Detroit Lions, are going to go undefeated this Sunday because <laughs> they're on their bye week. I'm with and, you on that. Yeah, And, and exactly. also, so I'm excited about that as a Lions fan. We're not going to lose this week. We are going to be undefeated, and we're also going to be undefeated at DFS Coach Talk, you know, with our NFL lineups this week. So I'm loving sure. it this week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Rest up and, and gear up for week six. So, uh, all right. Well, excellent work here. Today, Shane, as always, on behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us. And be sure to tune in for our next NFL podcast as we look to crush it in DFS.